1: It's Monday and it's a Champions League week. It is busy, 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 but we continue Que and we begin, of course, with our very own special man, Fabrizio Romano, as we discuss the latest in terms of contract negotiations, including, of course, PSG and Kylian Mbappé, Liverpool, Mohamed Salah. What's the latest there? Edison Cavani. Would he leave Manchester United, AC Milan, Chelsea, and much, much more? Fabrizio Romano, Monday mornings as we begin a Champions League return begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Kego Thank you so much for being part of the family. kego lasso pod on Twitter. We're nearly there. 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Please help us, help us get there to 10,000. Fabrizio Romano, how are you, my friend?
2: How are you, my friend? I'm great, thank you. Super happy, super excited for the Champions League to restart. And so let's do it super happy, really.
1: Absolutely. The Champions League is here. Make sure to stay tuned with CBS Sports and Paramount+. Plus. You can watch every game, of course, with us. We have so much content as the round of 16, the knockout stages, the real nitty gritty begins. But we begin the week, as always, with Fabrizio Romano. Make sure to follow him on Twitter if you haven't already and you live in a cave or something and you don't follow him. Uh, Fabrizio Romano on Twitter and, of course, on Instagram, CBS Sports content on CBSSports.com. Fabrizio, let's begin With PSG for a second, because obviously I think, you know, arguably the biggest game of the week in the Champions League is PSG against Real Madrid. It's going to be very, very important for both sides. And of course, a big talking point is Kylian Mbappé and his future, because currently right now, uh, technically speaking, officially speaking, I guess his contract is is open for business as as we close this season. Uh, Is there a conflict here? How's he feeling? How's PSG feeling about uh, Kylian Mbappé? Uh,
2: First of all, of course, as you mentioned, the contract is expiring in a few months. And so officially uh, he could be open and ready to discuss with any club and with Real Madrid in this case, of course. But I think it's important to say that um, Kylian Mbappé was really respectful in his last interview. Uh, he said, I'm not the kind of person who is negotiating with our opponent in Champions League in the same weeks. Uh, while we're, uh, we're going to play in, a, in, in this important clash. So Kylian Mbappé will be 100% respectful and he knows makes no sense to discuss about his future now. Also because Paris Saint-Germain were already furious with Real Madrid. We remember the words from Leonardo in September. So they want to keep the situation quiet and then to wait for Kylian Mbappé to make his final decisions in the coming months. I can tell you that Real Madrid are pushing and pushing to have Kylian Mbappé as free agent. So uh, behind the scenes, the negotiation is already going on since long time, since last summer, they want Kylian Mbappé, they will push for Kylian Mbappé, it's not signed yet, and in this case we have to wait for the contract to be signed to say, okay, it's a done deal, of course it will take some time to prepare everything, so I think it's not something that is going to happen in a few weeks, but the mission for Real Madrid is to sign Kylian Mbappé, they want to go for Kylian Mbappé, and Paris Saint-Germain still hope for him to change his mind, but at the moment they are still the big favourite, Real Madrid. To sign Kylian Mbappe, So it will be a really special game for him. We have also to say that Mbappé is doing great with PSG. He scored the key goal in the last Ligue 1 game. He's doing fantastic. So I think he will be 100% focused on Champions League, on winning the Champions League with PSG, and then to decide his future with Real Madrid in the coming months. I think it would be fair
1: to say that even though Lionel Messi, we know everything that he gives, Kylian Mbappé at this point, at this moment, is PSG Arguably, is their most important player as they face obviously Liga, the Champions League. Of course, let me ask you something, Fabrizio, very quickly. It's okay if you don't have an answer because, you know, uh, understandable. Although you are the man of all the answers, I'm wondering: do they have does Paris Saint-Germain have a Plan B? Because, you know, this is a big club, obviously uh, run uh, in a certain way. And surely they must be thinking to themselves, there is a possibility that he won't be, Mbappé won't be with PSG. Is there another player? Do they have a list, perhaps, in case Mbappé leaves for Madrid?
2: So I was asking this question to my sources a few weeks ago, and the answer was, it depends on the manager situation. because, mm. And it makes sense to me, to be honest. Because if you think that maybe they will have a new manager and not Pochettino in the summer... Uh, what kind of football they want to play. So if they, they want to look for a center striker or if they want to go for a different kind of player, not a traditional number nine. So they need to decide, for example, if they want a player like Erling Goland or Robert Lewandowski or different kind of striker. Uh, they have many possibilities, many options. The answer was also, it's not going to be an economic problem, as we know, for, for Paris Saint Germain to decide what kind of player they want, also because they would save a big salary if Kylian Mbappé leaves. Of course, it would be a disaster for PSG, but at the same point, they save a big salary, so they will have a big opportunity to find another player, but it depends on the new manager, on the project they will have, on the new manager, on the manager, because maybe it will be Pochettino, but there are good chances that it will be a new manager, and so they will decide, together with the board and with the new manager, at the right moment, not now.
1: Yeah, very good point. Uh, The manager obviously dictates a lot of that uh, narrative. Before we move on to other clubs, Marquinhos, uh, there's an extension here. What's the latest with their Brazilian center back?
2: Yes, there are conversations between Paris Saint-Germain board and Marquinhos agents to, to reach an agreement on your contract. Uh, he did a very beautiful interview with Telefood a few days ago in France. He was crying when they asked him about Paris Saint-Germain's club of his life. Uh, he's really in love with this club, with the fans, with the people into the club. So I'm sure that Marquinhos will stay. Last summer... Chelsea uh, wanted him before jumping into the negotiation. They were prepared to offer around 75-80 million and Paris men were not even opening a discussion because Marquinhos, Marquinhos wanted to stay and PSG wanted him to stay. So I think they will find a way. They will find an agreement. They are in very advanced negotiation and soon they could find a total agreement to have Marquinhos at PSG for the next five years with a new fresh contract.
1: A little bit tougher uh, in England is Liverpool's uh, trying to find a way to deal with Mohamed Salah and his contract negotiations as, uh, you know, Salah is requiring a certain number. And rightly so. Liverpool still, you know, trying to figure that out. What's the latest on their Egyptian king there?
2: Yes, it's still the same situation. I'm, I'm surprised, too, that they still have an agreement. But they're still in conversation with Mo Salah. They are negotiating with Mo Salah, But it's still not fully agreed yet. So we need to wait a bit to see what will be the situation in the coming weeks. Because for Liverpool, the message we receive from the club is still the same. We want Salah to stay. We want to sign a new deal. We want to have everything ready before the summer to avoid any kind of problem. Because we know if you're out of country in 2023 and you arrive in... May, June, July, it's a big problem for a top club and for a top player like Mo Salah. But at the moment, they are still in negotiation. They are still in talks with Mo Salah. So let's see what happens. It's still a negotiation, not an easy one. But as Salah said, it's up to Liverpool. They have to decide if they want to offer him what he's asking or it's going to be a problem. But I feel that Liverpool will try and try again. They're still in negotiation. So let's see. We have to wait a bit.
1: At this point, I feel like it also depends on how far Liverpool go into the Champions League and how well they do in the Premier League, but we will see, we will wait. James Milner, by the way, a servant of the club, of course, uh, uh, experienced uh, England uh, midfielder slash defender. Uh, What's the latest on him? Because obviously, you know, he's not getting any younger and Liverpool have plans beyond uh, this season.
2: Yes, the sentences from Jurger Klopp were very clear. Uh, They are in negotiation with with Milner. This is the truth. It's not done yet, but negotiations are progressing very well. Uh, he's not retiring, so they're super happy with him. Jurgen Klopp is a big fan, as you mentioned. He's an important player also into the dressing room. The impact he has with young players around the club. It's always important to have these kind of players into top clubs. Uh, and so this is why Liverpool want to get James Milner they're in conversation. And I'm sure that as they did last summer with many key players like Alisson, Fabinho, Van Dijk, Robertson, Alexander Arnold and many others... Their mission, the next one, is with Mo Salah, as we said. But Milner is another conversations they're having and they're confident. So I'm sure they have good chances to, to reach an agreement with him.
1: We're here with Fabrizio Romano as part of our Kegolazzo Monday's uh, transfer contract discussions. Let's move on here. Manchester United, uh, there's plenty going on there, of course. As yet again, another disappointing performance this past weekend. They have to try and figure a lot out. Edison Cavani seems, I don't think, that he will be staying for next season. Is there a possibility of an exit here, Fabrizio Romano, in the summer? Maybe La Liga, maybe back uh, to South America. I hear River play, but maybe not. What's the latest on the Uruguayan?
2: I'm told that Adinson Cavani wants to try something in La Liga, so he will look for options in La Liga. Uh, there is still nothing agreed with any club, so it's just his desire to try something in La Liga because he was incredible in Serie A. He did great with PSG in Ligan. He's really appreciated by my United fans, so it was a good experience for him at Man United in Premier League. And now he wants to complete his European tour with the La Liga <laughs> opportunity. Let's see if he will find the right club uh, at the right moment. We will see in the coming months. But also to say that uh, Barcelona in January wanted him. They wanted Morata or Cavani in the first week of January, but then for Man United the option was to keep Edinson Cavani. Ragnik wanted Edinson Cavani to stay, and he wanted to be respectful with the club. They needed him, and so... Uh, this is why Cavani decided to, to stay, but I'm sure that he will leave as free agents in the summer. Let's see what happens with the Liga clubs. River Plate, we had some rumors from South America to replace, uh, in July, Julian Alvarez, who potentially will go to Man City directly in the summer, but we will see what happens in the conversation between uh, River Plate and, and Man City. But I'm told that River Plate is not even an option for Cavani. He is not considering this possibility. So, so let's see what happens with La Liga clubs, but he wants to try this Spanish experience.
1: Yeah, he wants to uh, fill and complete his European flush if he has his cards. Yes. He's already done France, Italy, England, now Spain. And obviously, you know, the language will be something good for him to just, you know, not being able to, uh, you know, speak in his native language in, uh, in certain leagues. I think, hey, how about Atletico Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani wouldn't that be interesting? Do you see that happening, Fabrizio? Mm, maybe or not?
2: I think it's difficult. Just my feeling. Yeah, not news, but I think it's difficult because I don't see it. I'm going for two. I don't want to say old, but for two strikers that have been the best number nines probably in Europe. In- veteran, veteran in- in players, yeah. veteran. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. 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 They are very mm, historical players for top class, but I think they don't want to go for two kind of players with with this kind of of, of age, so they will go for something different in the summer, I think. Yeah, and I don't even see Luis Suarez and Apletti this summer as well, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'm not sure that Luis Suarez will stay.
1: Yeah, exactly, so a whole turnaround uh, and who knows, maybe Diego Simeone as well, I don't know, we'll we'll see about that. All right, let's go to Serie A, Fabrizio Romano. AC Milan uh, took advantage this past weekend of some results around the table. They top Serie A, fantastic stuff. And uh, there's a lot of conversations, of course, outside of the action. Frank Cassi, he's nearing free agency. Uh, what's going on with him? What, could he leave or go somewhere else? Is he happy at Milan? What's the latest on Cassi?
2: No, there are good chances for Frank Cassi to leave AC Milan as free agent. Uh, of course, it's not something that is already decided because AC Milan, till the end, will be in conversation with a player. But it's very complicated. He's asking around... Eight, nine million euros net per season as a salary. So it's a huge salary. Last season, he was incredible with Milan. I think if Milan played Champions League this season, thanks to Frank performance performances, because he was incredible. This season, he was not at the same level, but he's still one of the best midfielders we have in Serie A. Now there are Barcelona in conversations with his agents, but it's not something great. Barcelona are waiting for an answer from Frank Cassi. He wants to keep the situation over, open also for the coming weeks to discuss also with other clubs from other countries. So let's see from Premier League what happens uh, and maybe some other club wants to jump into the race. So it's an open situation for Cassie. Barcelona had conversations with his agents. They're still waiting for him to decide, to answer. but will be one of many and many free agents available on the market because we always mention, of course, Kylian Mbappé, Ousmane Dembélé, Paolo Dybala. But we have also many important players that maybe are not top stars, as the last we mentioned. But Kessi, Brozovic, Perisic, many players that, for example, in Serie A, they are doing great. And also players at Juventus, Cuadrado, uh, De Ciglio, Bernardeschi, many players available as free agents that could be interesting opportunities. This is why Kessi and many others are keeping their future open to decide in the coming weeks or months. Do you think that
1: winning a scudetto uh, changes his mind about leaving or the interest is too much for Kessi especially from a club like Barcelona?
2: I think it's up to him. It's only up to him. Maybe the scudetto could change the situation, could change his mind. It's a possibility. I'm not in, in Kessi had to, to give a permanent answer, but at the same point I'm in a similar board words, uh, I'm told that they don't want to offer him 9 million euros net per season. This is something that Assimilan are not going to offer to Cassie. So it's up to the player. If tomorrow morning Cassie wakes up and says, OK, I'm ready to accept 6.5, 7, Asimiland will be more than happy to keep Frank Cassie at the club. If not, they are not going to force him or to change the situation. He will be available as free agents and as we mentioned, Barcelona, but also other clubs will be in the race to sign him.
1: Before we move on uh, to uh, Chelsea, because it's a little bit to discuss there, the club World Cup champions, what's the status of... uh... Rafael Leao, what a player. And Ismael Benacher, uh, Benacher as well. Their contract extensions, I hear they're happy at Milan. Milan, obviously, happy with them. What's the latest there?
2: Yes, they're in negotiation. They completed a new contract of Teo Hernandez, mm-hmm, fantastic player. He's doing incredible in Serie A as left back, but he's one of the best left backs in Europe, I think. In Europe, in the last years, he did incredible with Asimiland. So they completed his contra extension last week. And now they will start negotiations also with Ismael Benasser. With Benasser, they're really confident to complete everything really soon in the coming weeks. Uh, for Rafael Leao, it will take some time, but they're confident too. Leao is playing at an incredible level with Asimilan this season. Really talented boy. And he's finding his way also on the pitch, playing as left winger. I think it's the perfect position for him. So they're negotiating with both Benasser and Leao. And they're confident to complete two contra extensions in the coming weeks.
1: Let's talk about Chelsea, Club World Cup champions, um, part of that team that won the Champions League last season, of course, and doing so well everywhere else. Antonio Rüdiger uh, wants to renew, but there are also other people who have to make decisions, I'm quoting right there. What's the latest on Rüdiger? This one seems very interesting. I feel mixed messages here.
2: I'm not sure that Rudiger will stay at Chelsea, to be honest. (laughs) I've never been sure, and I'm still not sure. Why is he saying
1: that then, Faurita? It's so crazy.
2: No, I I think we can understand. If you want, I tell you what there is behind these sentences. Uh, Tony Rudiger in summer 2020, it was a long summer, because remember that because of COVID, the market was closing on October 5, so Mm. it was a really long, long transfer market window. Uh, But in September, in the first day of October, so at the end of the market, um, Chelsea were offering Tony Rudiger everywhere to Assimilan to Roma to Tottenham everywhere to get rid of him then Thomas Tuchel arrives and changed the life of this boy Uh, Rudiger is playing at an incredible level so what he says is if you want to keep me at a club now you should offer me an important contract an important salary he wants an important salary and I think we always not we but people in in football always blame players because they want crazy salaries but I think in this case the player deserved an important salary is probably the last top contract of his career and yeah. so it's absolutely fair to say okay give me what i deserved because in the last two years he wanted to send me alone loan around i wanted to stay and i showed my commitment for chelsea showing how great he is he was again the best player in the chem- in a World cup final so playing at an incredible level so this is why tony rudiger wants an important contract he's still in conversation with chelsea so they're still trying to find a way to keep tony rudiger at the club but at the moment he's still not agreed and this is the message from Rudiger is, I want to stay. I love the club. I love the fans. I love Thomas Tuchel. I have great relationship with people into the club, but I want an important salary. So give me an important salary or it's going to be complicated.
1: There you go. Uh, similar-ish to Mohamed Salah, I guess. Uh, you know, I just pay me what I'm owed, I guess. This, I guess, has some kind of direct or indirect connection with uh, Chelsea's renewed interest in Jules Koundé. Is, is, is Chelsea renewing that interest in the in the Sevilla centre-back?
2: Yes, they will need a centre-back. They needed a centre-back last summer, so they wanted to sign Kunde, uh, also keeping at the club uh, Rudiger and Christensen. Now the situation is is different because, as we mentioned, uh, Rudiger's situation is still open. It's not decided if he will stay or not, but it's still open. Christensen, I think there are huge chances for him to leave as free agent with Barcelona pushing. Also Bayern interested, so both clubs interested in signing Andreas Christensen, so they need a centre-back. They will go for a centre-back in the summer. Kunde is top of the list. I'm told that he's still top of the list It's a player they want to sign. Since last summer, they were really close to sign Koundé, then they collapsed it because of Sevilla. We know how difficult it is to negotiate with Sevilla, with Monchi for top players. And this is something that is not going to be easy in the summer for Koundé too. But I'm sure that Chelsea will try again. They're still in conversation with these agents. They want Jules Kunde, And so let's see what happens in the negotiation because Sevilla, from what I'm told, they're not going to accept less than 65, 70 million euros for Kunde. let Let's see if Chelsea will find a way. But... is in the list. He's not the only name, but he's in the list for Chelsea's new centre-back.
1: I want to keep track on, before we say goodbye to Chelsea, Espilicueta, Christensen was mentioned. Of course, contracts are set to expire at the end of the season. Is that the end of them all? I mean, very loyal, especially Espilicueta, loyal servant of of the Blues. What's the latest there?
2: Yes, for Christensen, as I say, it's not easy uh, to to find an agreement with him, uh, to reach an agreement with, with, with Christensen because they're offering the same contract they offered him in August. And so the moment Christensen is not accepting Barcelona and Bayern pushing. And about Aspiliqueta. Barcelona offered him a two-year deal with an option to extend for a third season. Uh, Let's see what Aspiliqueta will decide, because from Chelsea, they are still waiting for him to communicate what he wants to do. So it's up to Aspiliqueta. Now he has Barcelona proposal on the table. Chelsea want him to stay, but it's up to the player. And so he will take his time and then make a final decision on his future.
1: I mean, that one I see for sure, Uh, just because obviously, you know, I mean, he began his career in Osasuna, but obviously Spanish ties. We'll see what happens there. But a loyal servant. To Chelsea, before we say goodbye to you, Fabrizio Romano, I know that you were awake because you never sleep, but did you watch <laughs> the Super Bowl? Did you? It doesn't interest you. The halftime show was good, though,
2: huh? I, I saw the halftime show, exactly, exactly. I said, yeah, hal- because I was working to be honest during the night, then I was watching a bit, then the halftime, halftime show was incredible, really incredible.
1: It really took us back, <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching a, a few of those guys. Hey, by the way, but the LA Rams, Fabrizio Romano, are owned by the Kroenke family, obviously (laughs) owners of Arsenal. I'm wondering, do you think that that has anything good for Arsenal or you know just the fact that the Rams won does that help the Gunners a little bit or maybe not maybe Cronky's like I'm gonna put all my focus now on the Rams forget about Arsenal
2: what do you I think? don't. I, I don't want to answer because I'm sure that Arsenal fans well, maybe will say ah, why do you say this kind of thing so I prefer not to answer but I want to tell Arsenal fans don't worry that the summer will be busy for Arsenal so Part of the Super Bowl, the summer will be busy for us. So they will go for a new midfielder, a new top striker. So don't worry. They will well, do something important.
1: Listen, the Rams have a wide receiver called Cooper Cup. I think he could go up front with Lacazette, like right now. I think we can make that happen. So they I'll make sure. Fabrizio, yeah. you let me know about Cooper Cup and see if he can maybe <laughs> switch... Uh, to uh, to our game (laughs) (laughs) Fabrizio Romano always a pleasure to have you make sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Fabrizio Romano you can read his content on CBS Sports every single week Fab you're a busy man this week where are you going to be for the Champions League are you going to be traveling?
2: I'm in Milano I'm in Milano for Inter-Liverpool game Uh, so we'll be together on Wednesday uh, for this special game for Inter it's very special they're back at this Champions League stage after many, many years. It's like nine years they were missing uh, this kind of nights in San Siro. And so it's going to be super special. Not an easy one, but super special for Inter. And so let's enjoy the Champions League. And for Inter, I want to tell you that they are already looking for the summer. And is Bremer, the name, centre-back of Torino. Trust me. I don't know if you're following Serie A on Paramount+. Plus. I hope yes, because the season is incredible. But Bremer, Torino centre-back, one of the best players we have in his position this season. And Inter are working to, work to sign him in the summer. So remember the name, Blazon Bremer.
1: I love it. Oh, every time you tell me to remember the name, I mean, exactly what happened with Vlahovic and other players as well. Remember the name, Bremer. I love it. And Inter-Liverpool should be a very interesting one. We wish you all the best. Stay safe there in Milano. Fabrizio
2: Romano, grazie. Thank you, my friend. As always, enjoy Champions League week on Kegolaso and Paramount Plus and see you soon. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everybody. Make sure to follow Fabricio Romano, LME here at LMHAGARAI, Lasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Lasso, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your pods. We have a busy, busy week ahead. Make sure that you're with us throughout it all, including exclusive interviews, previews, and recaps. Have a great, great beginning to your week.